the, the world's going nuts right now. So how have you been holding up? You know, I honestly, I'm a, I'm a pretty, uh, stay at home, pretty chill person. I, I actually don't tell anybody, but I kind of like the quarantine. It's nice uh, being able to stay at the house, just relax. Um, I'm a fan of, of this lifestyle, at least maybe not about what's going on out there, but, but yeah, uh, I, I'm holding up. Okay. I, uh, not too bad here. Yeah. I enjoyed it as well. I'm up in Canada, so it's still kind of like still semi-quarantined. Like we're, we're not allowed to leave in the province, so can't really do much travel, but I, uh, I started this because of quarantine. Like I would have never started this. So it is kind of oh, nice cool. that I was able to find a passion to it. So is there anything that you found and anything you discovered about yourself throughout the whole thing? Uh, discovered about myself? I don't know, but it was nice having that lull in activity and busyness. I know it uh, obviously doesn't help for business and, and making money, but it really helped kind of organize, you know, the home life kind of create some structure. I'm kind of self-employed. I, I work out some gyms, but I do a lot of uh, personal training and strength and conditioning work. And it helped me just kind of sit back and reevaluate things, streamline the process. And honestly, I feel like life's going to be a little bit easier, more, I guess, streamlined is the best way to put it moving forward. So I think all in all, I, I came out better for it. So that being said, you've got, uh, you've got fight news, big fight coming up against Jake Williard. Um, how are you feeling? I mean, speaking for myself, I kind of, uh, you know, ate whatever I wanted, didn't really train as much as I should have. How are you feeling? Um, and has the pandemic affected your weight? And how are you feeling? Oh, honestly, uh, I've, I'm pretty disciplined. I don't really eat a whole lot of junk. And I wasn't sure what was happening when. I thought maybe I was going to get a, a last-minute call-up to the UFC, potentially, um, during this whole time. So I tried to stay ready. I was ready to take a fight. If they gave me a fight on two, three days' notice, I could made weight and been ready to go. So... I'm saying lean and mean. I could make weight for this fight tonight if you need me to. How do you uh, how do you feel about him as an opponent? Um, don't know much about him to be honest. Um, it's just a guy there. I'm, just, I'm here to show him active. I think uh, it's been well, I don't even know 17 months, 18 months. I just want to get back in there. It's been a a long time off between the COVID injury, waiting for fights that I thought were going to happen and then fell through and. It's been a lot of downtime, and I'm just getting stir-crazy. I want to go on there and do what I love to do. Everybody talks about ring rust. I mean, you hear so many guys mention it, like, oh, I haven't fought in a year, two years, three years. It feels weird. Have you thought of that? Maybe, like, it'll take you a little while to get in the groove of it, and how do you kind of train your preparation, change your preparation knowing that? You know, I don't think so. I, I've had a couple long layoffs, unfortunately, before. Not not even close to this long course, yeah. but – uh you know, I've had injuries. I've had fights fall through after one, after another, after another. And, um, you know, I just stay focused. I use a lot of visualization, um, you know, just, just seeing myself doing what I do. And when I get in there, it's I don't really feel rusty or nervous. As long as my timing is good from training, I think, uh, you know, I just get out there and I'm, I'm eager to, to perform. I feel more excited than anything else. I want to talk about your loss. Uh, I know everyone comes out here and they start talking about your wins but i want to i want to pinpoint on that loss okay let's let's hear it (laughs) so so when you lose a fight early on in your career how do you rebound you know like so many people are probably like you know what maybe this isn't me this isn't for me i know it was close did you look back at it and say you know what learning experience i'm going to be better from it or was there a time where you're like you know what maybe i'm not cut out for this you know i I've never really doubted my ability there. And I think um, in the fight, especially the, fir- the fight, I don't know if you saw, but it was close. The first it's round, decision, I got to yeah. hand it to him. He, he got the first round for sure. Um, I had a lot of issues there and adjusting and adapting. 
but I made some good adjustments. So I, I think it helps losing the fight, but knowing I was building momentum at the end. So I felt like I was winning as it went, as opposed to the flip side around. So maybe that helped lessen the, you know, the blow from it, I guess. But I, it, to answer your question, it was definitely a learning experience. I think on a multiple fronts, I really changed the way I approached my training, taking fights. I was a little injured in there and I was, you know, when you're undefeated, you kind of get a little arrogant. The fight before that, yeah. I had a, I banged on my rib. I couldn't even throw a right hand and I beat the guy. And I was like, this is going to be not a problem. And I was wrong. I had a hamstring injury. I couldn't really move well. And the guy was talented. I was kind of overlooking him. And he ended up being a pretty talented fighter. So I, I changed the way I approach my preparation. I changed the way I definitely, he exposed a lot of weaknesses in my style, to be honest. Um, he had the perfect skill set to, to show me things I needed to improve on. And I was able to do that. I think I'm a hundred times better fighter for being exposed early. And honestly, I'd rather lose early than be in the UFC and have to make a giant adjustment against yeah. guys who are, you know, world-class athletes right there trying to take my head off in those high stakes. Prior to going pro, you did have a, a long amateur career. What was the reason for, for taking so much time? Was it, I want to make sure I'm ready before I go pro? Was it, you know, I don't want to go pro and, and get a loss to start off my career. What was the reason for taking such a long time to before jumping to a professional? You know, there were just some boxes I wanted to check before I made the jump. I think um, I always knew I had certain skills and talents that I felt very comfortable with and confident in. I think that even probably my second or third amateur fight, I feel like would have held some of those skills would hold up through my next 10 pro fights. But there were some things I hadn't developed and I wanted to make sure I could do those things. And some of my amateur fights, I would even, and my coach would tell me to drag it on. Like, hey man, we're having a hard time getting fights. Make this thing go three rounds. Get your skill time in there. Be in these positions. Do these certain things. And I think I'm better for it. I think it's definitely helped helped out a lot. You mentioned um, a hard time finding fights. One of the things I noticed when I go through your topology is every fight, I think, is on a in a different organization. Yeah. What's the reason for that? Is it just like not being able to find fights? Is it not being able to stick with an organization? What is it? I think it's twofold there. So I think a, a lot of it is um, a lot of the organizations I fought for uh, were local regional shows. And some of them just ended up going under afterwards. Uh, like one of my favorites, the RFO, great promotion. But uh, they ended up closing down. Didn't get another chance to fight for them. And a lot of them were that way. Uh, some of them, where I started my career in Ohio and Columbus, it's one big gym, Ronin Training Center right now that absorbed all the other gyms. And if you want to fight anybody in Columbus, you're going to fight your own teammate. So a lot of the local promotions had champions in my weight class, and they didn't want to, we didn't want them to fight each other. Yeah. So kind of sit on the sidelines. So a lot of them I'd wait for my teammate to lose, and then I'd go beat the guy that beat him. So it was a lot of uh, waiting my turn, I guess, if you will. And then if you're, anytime you're fighting outside of your hometown, you know they're only bringing you in to lose. So they're not, gonna, they're not driving me up there to, to pay me to go beat up their guy. So unfortunately, that's uh, – that's where a lot of the waiting comes in. One of the one of the perks of the pandemic has been uh, opportunities. I mean, you're hearing guys like Matthew Semmelsberger, guys that I've never even heard of getting shots in the UFC. Does that, as someone on the outside looking in, does that look like you, you've got to be really motivated? It's like, man, if I go out there and get a win, someone pulls out of the contender series, I'm right there. If someone pulls out of a, an event, I'm available. So absolutely. From someone on the outside looking in, how do how do you? I, I guess, how do you prep knowing, knowing 
Like, are you constantly tweeting? Are you talking to your manager? What sorts of things are you doing to, to make sure you're getting noticed right now? Yeah, I'm, believe me, man, it's, it's a very exciting time, definitely. I think every time we have a fight fallout, we're uh, you know, hitting my manager, seeing what we can do, seeing what's happening, seeing how we can get in there. And I think uh, I'm right on the cusp. I know I am. I was on the radar before with the Contender Series. And I think um, the big thing right now, just like you said, showing them I'm active. My, my last fight, which I guess a year and a half ago, I fought a guy who's 5-0. and oh, And literally, I, I want to say maybe two days, four days after that, I got a call from the UFC for Contender Series. So I, I think this is all it's going to take, hopefully, to show them on the radar and get that, uh, get that call up. Is that the dream UFC? Is it Bellator? I've heard guys say, you know what? I'd rather fight for free for the UFC than make $100,000 in Bellator. Is, is there, like, uh, as someone on the outside, do you have, like, um, like, an interest more specifically for the UFC? Or does it matter? Just whatever call comes first. You know what, man? Here's what I really want. I, obviously, you make great money in the UFC. You can make pretty good money in Bellator and all these other organizations as well. But um, I, the reason I started training and fighting is because I wanted to – compete against the best in the world. Yeah. And um, there are some great guys in these other organizations, but I think the majority of them right now are in the UFC. And my weight class, featherweight's looking pretty deep right now, and that's where the talent is, and those are the guys I want to compete against, and those are the guys I want to try to beat. And uh, that's where I want to see myself right now. Now, if all those guys get cut from the UFC and put in Bellator, put me over there. I want to beat the best. That's my dream. I like it. Uh, I mean, I, I hear that. I, I, sp I spoke to Justin Jane's the three days before he got signed to the UFC, and he said, I'll fight for the UFC for free over taking a million dollars in Bellator. And I was like, all right. And then, like, three <laughs> days later, he got signed. It was crazy. It was, no, like, awesome. Awesome. I should say that. Go on record and say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was hilarious. And I spoke to him right after, and he was, he was fired up. He was pumped up. So hopefully the same thing can happen. Three days later, you'll get a call. That would That's be unbelievable. Fantastic. One of the uh, one as a fan, one of the weirdest things is the empty arena. Like you're watching it on TV, you can't hear anything. Um, have you thought about what that's going to be like? Like going out there, only hearing coaches, only hearing the commentators. And are you someone who feeds off the energy of the crowd, or do you somehow manage to drown all that out when you're in there? I man, I get in this when I'm competing and I'm I'm doing feeling my best. I'm in the zone. I can hear my coaches saying some cues. I can hear their coaches, and then I just hone in on what I got to do. So I don't care who's there. It could be me and him. It could be no, you know, it could be a hundred people there. I just want to compete. I don't think it'll really affect me positively or negatively, to be honest. I mean, I've heard both. I've heard people say like, I mean, it's so weird when I'm in there. Like you hear everything your coach says. You saw it with Anthony Smith where he heard every detail and his coaches were like, go forward, go forward. And then he gassed. Is that something that you've thought of? Like maybe I shouldn't, to, you know, listen to some things and pick and choose what I listen to and, and maybe not push myself too much. I've got a good dynamic with my coaches. They don't overcoach. They let me get in the flow. They give me the zone. They give me the cues I need to hone in on what I need to do to, to flow and do my thing. So I don't think that's an issue for me. Maybe uh, with certain guys, with certain dynamics, but I'm pretty confident that when I get in there, I want to be here what I need to hear and do what I need to do. For people who aren't necessarily familiar with your fight style, is there a fighter in the UFC or Bellator that you can, can compare yourself to, whether they currently fight or whether they're retired? Is there someone that you're like, kind of fight similar to him? You know what? I think I get bits and pieces of a lot of good guys. I think um, I've got a lot of speed and I got a lot of range and I got a lot of power. I can hurt people and knock them down with my striking. But uh, I think my top control, my opponents will tell you, is pretty rough. And I like to do a lot of damage on top. So I'm not just going to try to blink you and keep you down. 
I'm trying to put elbows through your head. I'm trying to knee through your body. I'm trying to take limbs home. Um, I have active, aggressive ground and pound, and I can put you on the ground explosively, and I can hurt you on the feet. So I guess, you know, bits of maybe Khabib-ish with a, with a top control on the ground and pound, because I like how active he is. He's not a blanket type guy. Yeah. But uh, on the feet, I think um, the way I strike and set up my takedowns, um, I don't know who else is doing that, to be honest. Not the way I do it. So I'm excited to get out there and, and try this skill set that I've kind of created and, and meddled and put together and, and tr- see how these top guys can react to it. One of the things that stood out to me was you said you don't know much about your opponent. And I think that's very um, significant, especially when you're coming up, is that there isn't much tape. It's hard to find tapes, hard to find footage. Do you think that's beneficial to not know so you can focus on your own skill? Or do you think it's, you know, it would be nice to kind of be able to watch and, and learn and, and try to figure out where their mistakes are? No, no. You, I, I actually, honestly, I watch a ton of film. I love looking at people, figuring out what they do, what their habits are, what the trends are, what the weaknesses are, breaking down my coaches. But in my experience, I've got a lot of guys who pull out last minute. So I, I start looking at that film a little bit closer. Um, I don't really, uh, I, I could have a different opponent next tomorrow for all I know. So I'm just focusing right now on the things I can do well because, again, my hope is right after this fight, I get that call up to the UFC. So I want to make sure all my A-game weapons are sharp and I'm not doing anything specific for this guy. I plan to go get a win and be dominant and uh, do it to the guy after that as well. I've built this platform. It's a small platform, but I built it based on making predictions on fights. So after an event, I would say this person should fight this person. Is there someone, whether they currently fight, whether they used to fight, a guy like BJ Penn, is there anybody that you're like, you know what, I would have loved to test my skills against that person before it's all said and done? Oh, okay, guy. Man. Uh, that's it a great question, man. It doesn't have to be someone there. you dislike. It doesn't have to be anybody you hate. It could just be someone that you're like, you know what? I think that guy would give me a run for my money. That would that guy would really bring bring out the best of me. It could be yeah. anything. You know, well, I'm like I said, I'm a guy who watches a lot of film, and Max Holloway's been on the top of the division for a while. I I've always wondered how I would do with a guy like that. He's got a ton of volume, a ton of pressure, but he really hasn't gone against a guy who's got my sort of active aggressive top control. I wonder how he could deal with that. He might be a beast there, but I'd like to find out. So let's. Uh, that's a guy who I'd like to test myself against. I know that's a couple fights down the road. But, uh, <laughs> hey, man, I would love that one. Before it's all said and done, and he's a young guy, so I'm sure we'll be in the UFC for a long time together. That would be a great fight to have. Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's technically one of the best guys in the world. He showed it. He, I thought he won his last fight. He looks so good. Yeah, he looks uh, fantastic. I yeah. agree with that 100%. And you know what? I got one more for you. I know he's on a bantamweight, but Frankie Edgar's another guy. I've always admired him as well. Both, I mean, both these guys, great strikers, good talent, but I've always wondered how uh, I'd match up with his, his style as well, seeing how the wrestling collides and, and uh, how he deals with somebody trying to put the pressure on him like that. Yeah, two future Hall of Famers. With that, I, sure. I'd love that. It'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a, Frank- uh, an honor to fight them. I, w- I think those are two guys who I would really enjoy to, to mix it up with. Yeah, Frankie might be done before, uh, before <laughs> sooner rather than later. But yeah, or who knows? I, he might be at flyweight by the time we get in there. Nike's all over the place. So <laughs> might yeah. be at atom weight. You never know. Yeah, that he's a beast. Uh, another thing I made my platform on was making predictions. So there's a big fight, two big fights coming up. Israel Adesanya um, is fighting Paulo Costa. I know yeah. it's not in your division, but I mean everybody's gonna have their eyes peeled for that one. What, what's your prediction for that fight? Oh, man. You know what? I think that's going to be a really cool one. That's one of the most exciting middleweight fights I've, 
I can imagine that since I don't know when might be the, the most exciting two undefeated guys coming in there. I think uh, I'm going to go with Adesanya. I think Hosa is a bruiser. That dude's scary. That's a, that's a guy who I'm glad there's weight classes. That's for sure. But um, I think Adesanya has got the, the sharper striking. Um, but hey, man, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to definitely be on the edge of my seat for that one. And then I'll ask you a couple more questions, and then I'll let yeah. you go. Yeah, no problem. I, I have, to, I have to ask. Um, I've been asking people this. I want to hear everybody's like, just hear different people's perspectives. Okay. Who do you have as goat? I'm Canadian, so I always say George St. Pierre. It's like you know, GSP, GSP. I, I, I say John Jones as well because I think his legacy and the level of competition is so so above everybody else. But as someone who's been in there, someone who's who's fought, I've never. So this is just as a fan. Uh, who do you have as goat and why? Who do I have as goat? You know what? Uh, that's hard, man. Especially with the different weight classes, different competition. I would, uh, I would vote GSP over John Jones. That's for sure. I think uh, welterweight's a little bit stiffer competition. I think he's fought tougher guys there. Um, man, there's some. It, it's tough because it, it's tough because there's some guys out there who had really great runs. Oops, I'm sorry, my things. Flash low battery. There we go. Um, really good runs out there, but you know they didn't stop while they were on top, and they took losses. So it kind of puts almost a shadow on their name, even though I have a great legacy. GSP is a guy who I, I got to respect how he did it. He went out on top, and uh, who else can really say that in the sport? So I think I'd have to give it to him. Um, yeah. John Jones, though, he's still in there, so he's got time to definitely put a stamp on there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, if he beats Stipe at heavyweight and then retires, that's, that's so hard that. to argue with. Yeah, yeah, and he's undefeated technically. Yeah. Technically not, yeah. but he's uh, he is undefeated. I'll ask you a couple. I'll ask you this. Um, so okay. for people who haven't watched you, what can we expect? How are you gonna get it done? Oof. You know what? I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna see what materializes. I think uh, I'm really hoping to get a. I like mixing up, finishing a different way each time. I'd like to uh, get a slam knockout. I think that'd be sweet. Got some nasty <laughs> suplexes that have been coming out, but. People seem to be surviving, so my medicine to throw them a little meaner. Um, I, I would love one of those. I'd also like to get a leg kick TKO. Well, I don't know that's cool, but there's something satisfying about it. So I'd love to put a guy down like that. We'll see what yeah. happens. I'm sure you'd get the call right away if you uh, if you manage to slam someone and get a knockout. I think you'd get the call to Contender Series or straight right. to the UFC. Right. That's all I look for then. <laughs> all right, I'll give you uh, I'll give you a chance here to to kind of plug yourself. Where can people find you? What's your Twitter? What's your Instagram? Okay. Um, ooh, that's a good question. This should be on top of my tongue here. Uh, my, <laughs> I can tell I'm not a good social media guy. I don't tweet. I definitely don't tweet. My wife's telling me right in the corner. Like, don't even worry about that one. Uh, Adley Edwards is my Instagram. Um, that's probably the best way to stay as up to date as you can on what I'm doing. Um, definitely go for that. And I think that's about all I use. Is that right? <laughs> Why is give me thumbs up over here? Yeah, all right. Think, awesome. Uh, well, that's the best uh, way to do it. All right, awesome. Thank you for the time, man. I appreciate it. And all the best of luck on October 3rd. Stay Thanks, safe, man. stay healthy, wash your hands, don't catch anything. So You got it, man. I appreciate the time, man. Thanks for the interview. All right, man. All the best. All right. Take care, dude. Bye.